But imagine if these Yidsen, I, I guess that's his name, Harry Yidsen. Potter and Gandalf had a podcast. What do you think they would talk about? Magic. Uh, yeah, magic. What the honestly. fuck else? Did they, what did they do? <laughs> I like the idea of like criticizing David Blaine and David Copperfield for their, for their magic. Like, that's fake magic. Come on, so pull like, wizard out of your hat. Well, what are you they're, doing, they're David? All, they're all drunk as shit. They're like, this dude fucking, like, he flew across America what, and with balloons? Not even, <laughs> like, what happened to the broomstick? It's like, Guardian <laughs> Leviosa. What a loser. You think you're yeah. so fancy because you pull a rabbit out of your hat? Hey, Merlin, give me your butt. Hey, that's how you pull a rabbit. That's how you pull a rabbit. That's, that's, a, that's, a, fucking, that's a fucking magic trick. Anyone got a light? <laughs> <laughs> Hello hey everyone, and welcome to it's your boy news. here I'm... with another Absurdist News. Make sure you like, subscribe, and comment below. And we're just going to go ahead and get started with our four crazy news articles starring me. Are we not going to introduce Max, ourselves? Your host. <laughs> Where do we call I'm it? I'm Marks. <laughs> I'm Dave. I'm trying to figure out where we comment below. And Why the fuck today, are you guys like seizing the podcast from me? I don't understand. Are they, are they driving? It's like, well, where do I comment? I need a pen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Max, what are we doing? Azurus News. Come, this time with 100% more car crashes. Oh, no, not that again. <laughs> All right, today we're doing science. Okay, oh, I love it. Oh, science for the science show. Oh, the. Welcome. portion of the podcast is a whole thing. Welcome to the science podcast. Let's get started. I'm Should I put my lab coat on? Sure. Get your right. Article number ready. one. Plan to save an endangered frog in Puerto, Re Puerto Rico involves barking at it to make it pee. Go on. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, the, the article starts with some bullshit to start out with, but... I, I feel like that's important! <laughs> they're just like, the environment's crazy for like two paragraphs. It's not what I want to read. <laughs> anyway... Well, is crazy. <laughs> anyway, take, for instance, this lovely example which finds scientists barking like dogs at endangered male Puerto Rican crested toads to make them piss themselves in an effort to save the species. While screaming at frogs to induce piss may sound like something frustrated scientists do when they've run out of ideas, there's actually a method to this madness. As the article notes, toads release their semen in their urine, which generally isn't hard to find after picking one up, seeing as how they probably assume they're about to be devoured whenever a human adult grabs them. Some crested toads are braver than others, though, and require coaxing for that precious, precious amphibian semen. It's kind of weird, but if you hold them in your hand and look at them and bark at them like a dog, they will pee, explained Diane Barber, Fort, Fort, Fort Worth Zoo's ectotherm's curator. The urine semen is then collected, frozen with liquid nit nitrogen, and sent to lady toads for insemination. That sounds like something Dave would say. So far, <laughs> lady toads? I probably would say lady toads. Over 300 crested toads have been birthed thanks to scientists' spook-induced sex, with more on the way to help stave off the species' extinction. The report also notes zoologists named the first toad born out of the process Olaf, named in honor of the frozen semen he came from. <laughs> the frozen... Wow. Okay. 
Is that it? <laughs> is is that it? I think that's I think you've got the gist of it. Okay, gotcha. Alright, so before before we start, uh Marks, let me just say this. Like, if everyone started off a sentence saying and the environment is crazy, like Max did, I would immediately read that article. That's the first thing. <laughs> That'll save a lot of time. Bro, um, it's the like, environment? It's, it's like, fucking crazy, dude. It's like six sentences of just being like, oh, animals are dying. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, I don't want to read that. That's not important. <laughs> And now we have a modern look into the average American reading news. Yeah, I, I, already, I already know that. <laughs> you know, I, I, I know the big topic right now is climate change. And you got people that don't believe in climate change and people that do believe in climate change. If you were to start off your thesis saying climate is crazy, you may get a lot of people going, hey, climate change is real. Yeah, climate change is real. Yeah, it's crazy. He's right. It's you know, crazy. That's, that's what we can all agree on. Climate I think we can. is crazy. <laughs> Crazy, climate crazy. fucking crazy, dude. Um, I think that's universal. Climate is crazy. Uh, yes. But getting back to the article, I got to talk about that toad spum, dude. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't imagine. Like, well, here's the big question: Is it just you bark at this toad and then it just urinates all over itself, or can you From, make like different animal noises and it'll still have that same reaction? Like, if I go what? to the toad and go moo, is it still freaking out? <laughs> So I'm not going to lie, you made me pee a little bit doing that, so yeah, the toad's screwed. <laughs> from my understanding of the process, okay, okay, when you pick up the toad, yep. it normally pees its semen into your hand. They, okay. have, they have pee cum, I don't understand. Like, that seems to be the gist of it. <laughs> yes. So already... The jizz of it. <laughs> that seems to be the gist of it. If the toad is extraordinarily brave... And does not pee when you pick it up. You have to make it even more scared by barking. I imagine, like, they were just like, oh, shit. Like, did they stand there with one of those, like, you know those toys that preschoolers have that have all the different animal noises? Yeah. And then they were just holding this, like, fearless frog. And this frog was just like, yo, you ain't got shit on me, guys. And then hit the cow. Moo. Frog's just like, yeah. That's a fucking cow. I know. What you got next? Hits the sheep. It's goes. Very smart cow. <laughs> and then the frog is just like, yeah, fucking I'll sleep in that wool all day. And then as soon as it hit the dog, the toad was like, holy fucking shit. And pissed like, it. What is that? <laughs> it freaks out. And this sounds like a fucking over. like a parable or something from the Bible. <laughs> like, it sounds like, a, like it's supposed to teach me I, something. <laughs> I can confirm there are no frog stories. Well, unless you count the, the, the plagues of the toads during Moses' times. But uh, peeing frogs, not it. That's not it. Wait, 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 hold on a second. So maybe like, the toads during Moses' times that they had those machines and they hit the dock and then they were all like, we're out. It's like yeah. first Moses yeah. mooed at the frog. He was on face. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was a spinning wheel. And, oh, locust. Come out. Yeah, that, that's a good mental image. Just a bunch of frogs and Moses standing there in his robes going, moo. <laughs> that's actually how we uh, I mean, parted the Red Sea. He barked at it. <laughs> well, that's what it was. He scared the sea very good. He got scared the sea open. Must have skipped that passage. Come on, Dave. You're going to pay attention in Bible class. I'm sorry. Bible my bad. Studies. My bad. I, I failed in my 15 years. You failed Bible walk. class. <laughs> All right, Max. What's article number two? Article number two. Scientists successfully teach gorilla... It will die someday. What? Scientists That's from horrible. Tulane University have somewhat regrettably convinced Gorilla Quigley of his own impending death. 
Through a mix of Quigley. pictures and sign language, Quigley, who has worked with a number of scientist groups before, appears to comprehend that one day he will perish. <laughs> Brain scans no. performed on the gorilla show imaging reflecting sadness, fear, and despair as these concepts were presented to him. If the scans aren't convincing enough, Quigley signed sad, cry, and scared. While Quigley's comprehensive abilities continue to impress me, the team is struggling to view this as a win, Dr. Jane Trexler says. We all love working with Quigley, and the success of the project comes at, in frank terms, taking some of his innocence. <laughs> Nonetheless, this is the first team that is, or this is the first test that has proven a mammal other than humans is capable of understanding their own mortality. And Trexler's team is looking forward to continuing work with Quigley on happier topics. There's also an that's that's a, that's a video. Hey, video? Video? <laughs> I'm sorry. There's also a video. That's the oh, article. <laughs> there's also a video. Oh, okay. I I that's love very the idea sad. that a bunch of scientists were just like, let's you know what? Let's let's give this gorilla some depression. You know, he's just out there eating his banana. <laughs> He needs to be depressed. <laughs> He's having a good life. He looks way too banana. happy over there. <laughs> eating bananas, probably raising a family. I have the greatest of my life. They're saying, what, what's this death thing? Oh. 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 <laughs> He's going to die. He oh. made it the most depressed. Why are we spending our money doing this kind of research? Why? Why could why couldn't they teach the gorilla to like do addition or subtraction? Why did they have to teach it that one day you will die? Well, colors, heard, teach him colors. I bet Quigley already knows fucking colors. Does <laughs> he he? Knows color. He's not because he never knew death until now. <laughs> well, he didn't understand. He now he comprehends it. Like if you go to a fucking ki- okay Dave's kindergarten class, he's like, well, we're now that we've got death out of the way, the easy <laughs> stuff, we can move on to colors. <laughs> I would not teach my children 101. <laughs> why would you teach? Why would you teach? Oh, that's just horrible and sad. It's like animal cruelty or something. Hey, gorilla, the, you're going to die, and your life is meaningless. <laughs> Here's the question. Well, they didn't go to, like, the nihilist aspect of it. <laughs> they might as well The have. gorilla actually got him, got there himself, I would like to think, as soon as he realized, like, oh, I'm going to die. He's like, what have I done with my life? I've just been in this cage. Yeah. Learning sign language. I've wasted my life. Now he's going to go to the corner writing sad poetry while listening to Marilyn Manson being all depressed. <laughs> that study's his... coming soon. I do hear the scientists are getting the Marilyn Manson ready and are going to teach him how to do emo poetry. Yeah, he's, And giving him a hair straightener. He's going to listen to a beautiful people and he's going to think, I'm not beautiful. I'm dying. Oh, no. I'm also not a people. <laughs> The, the gorillas, the gorillas entered his uh, angsty teenage emo phase. He's an Poor, e monkey. Where was this? Sound better in my head. Where, where does Quigley live? Where Where did this happen at Max? Um, I believe. I can't. It says I, Tulane. I don't know where right, that is. Tulane, Oklahoma. You people Thank doing you. this to Quigley? You are horrible people. I hope you're listening because you're terrible. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> we should find, if this article is uh, true, Tulane, we should find... Tulane University yep. is a private research university in New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh, university. Okay, I thought you meant uh, the city. Okay. Uh, it's but, called Tulane, so I don't know. All right, but That's still. The university. You're terrible, university people. How dare you? Shame on you. Team quick. If, 
<laughs> Hashtag team quickly. If this article is true, can we email the researchers of this? Oh yeah, I, I would. I'd be for sure wanting to do that. Just, just so you know, can we have quickly? We can we have quickly on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you just hear we'll sad play emo music. <laughs> you just hear sad moan. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get the My Chemical Romance. Don't worry, it'll be fine. Blink One Eighty Two in their later years, you know, maybe some Fallout Boy. <laughs> oh man, Ar- Max, what's, what's article number three? Article number three. Scientists create peanut butter and jellyfish because they can. Jellyfish are popular attractions at aquariums with their see-through bodies and floating lifestyle. Keeping hungry jellyfish fed, however, can be a challenge. Fish and shrimp-based protein sources can be expensive and convenient and may ultimately be unsustainable. That's why two aquarists, aquarists, from the Aquarists? Aquariuses? From the Dallas okay, Zoo. Okay, two Aquariuses. And from the Dallas Zoo and Children's Aquarium, decided to try something a little different peanut butter. A test group of around 250 young jellyfish were fed creamy peanut butter free of corn syrup or preservatives. They ate the peanut butter twice a day for five weeks. The first notable observation was that the jellies turned a bit brown after imbibing. The Aquariuses say the growth of the jellyfish seems to be on par with those fed more standard standard diets. Uh, the Aquariuses publish their research with the engaging title of The Creation of the World's First Peanut Butter and Jellyfish. The Aquariuses were certainly entertained by the experiment, writing, We would love to claim we conducted this trial with noble purpose, but the truth is that we just wanted to make peanut butter and jellyfish simply to see if it could be done. <laughs> and that's the end of the article. I, I guess it could be done. Yeah. All right. This is going to be a bit of a weird question, but have you guys ever eaten jelly, jellyfish before? I, I didn't know well. you could eat. I, I never knew you could eat jellyfish. Okay. Jellyfish is actually really good. And like, actually, I feel like peanut butter would mix pretty well with jellyfish. I'm not going to lie. What does jellyfish so, taste like? Yeah, that's, that's um, an important question. It's kind of like cold noodles that are super chewy. That's the best way to describe it. So I'm guessing um, that um, that when the jellyfish is dead, the, the sting in the in the tentacles, it goes away. You know, I would hope so, because I've consumed a lot of jellyfish, and I am a little worried if, it, if that is not the case. Where do you well, eat jellyfish? Chinese restaurants, dude. <laughs> and you order they jellyfish? Yeah, they have like a jellyfish dish where it just comes a little bit of soya sauce in it, and then they put a little bit of like sesame oil in it, and a couple of like vegetables, and then they mix it up, and then you just kind of like eat it. It's actually so, really good, I gotta admit. Is that your go to? Uh, it was one of my favorite. Okay, we're gonna get weird here for a second. Let's go into the Chinese food portion Let's of the podcast. Move okay. into Marcus's tentacle porn fetish. Oh, dear well, God. All right. You don't have to say it like that. Okay, I'm sorry. Level? I'm sorry. We already decided that Marx could only come with. Um, Hitler's mistress's panties. I believe. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right. So I'll tune into that wow. a couple of weeks ago, or uh, episode, I should say. Uh, what do you call it? When I was a kid, I used to love eating like the jellyfish because you add a little bit of like a chili sauce in it too, so that it has a little bit of a kick. It's like super delicious. But my current like favorite thing to get at dim sum. Are you guys ready for this? This is going to sound weird as fuck. Go, for Go ahead. Steamed chicken feet. <laughs> Steamed chicken feet. Steamed chicken feet. I if, would imagine I don't know, it's just bones. Mostly, but I don't know what they put, like what sauce they do. It's also a little bit spicy too, but you can like eat it and the skin on the outside, there is a little bit of meat inside of it, but like, 
Hot damn. That shit is delicious. Every single time I go for dim sum, I always make sure to order one. I forget what it's called, but it's so good. Well, I, and, uh, I know there's frog legs, which I think that's a big delicacy in France. So yes. steamed chicken feet doesn't seem outlandish. I'm just thinking of a chicken right now, and all these like a, it's just a, it's basically like a stick. I, there's not a lot of, I can't imagine there's a lot of meat in it. There, yeah, honestly, there isn't. But like the fun thing about the chicken feet is, is if you go to any like dim sum place in kind of like a populated city away from like, uh, like a lot of like Chinese people or whatever. They won't show you or tell you that it is there, but if you ask them just like, yo, can I get some chicken feet? They'll be like, oh yeah, 100%. And then they're going to come out and they'll just like open up a cart and be like, here you go. And then they'll drop it off at the table and walk away. Do they just keep, are those, do they just have like the chicken feet ready to like go down the garbage disposal in case someone <laughs> wants them? <laughs> so also too with Div some places, they make like everything on mass and then they just keep it warm and then send it out, right? Yeah. And so like actually yes. Like but because a lot of people are just like, yo, like what the fuck? Like <laughs> you're just eating chicken feet? They hide it so that, that way they don't seem a little too weird in North America. <laughs> Dave, what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Man, I, I haven't eaten uh, man, I'm I'm a very picky eater. I don't eat a lot of weird things. If I if I think it sounds weird, I won't eat it. You have to basically put like marks. If you were to have a uh, jellyfish, you can't tell me what it is. You got to be like, here, Dave, try it. And then I try it and say, <laughs> okay, if I like it or not. And if if I like it, then you tell me what it is. See, that's not gonna work with chicken feet though, because just like yeah, 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 it looks like a chicken feet. <laughs> just like, oh, wait a second, this looks like a chicken's foot. No. It isn't. I, I think it. the I think um when I was in uh, my community college, there was like a I think they had like octopus or a squid or something like that. It was like a tiny. Oh, well, that's not squid. too weird. For me, it is. I mean, I tried it, but I was like, oh, this is too rubbery for me. Like, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of seafood, anyways. But I was like, okay, that's Fair probably enough. the weirdest thing I've, I've tried. Fair enough. Fair okay, enough. Marks, we've had jellyfish and chicken feet in casual conversation. What's the weirdest thing? That you think you've eaten? Man. I mean, like, I've eaten a couple of bugs before. I'm not going to lie. Uh, like, fried and, okay. like, just, like, eat I it. crickets just, and like, shit. found them. Oh, you <laughs> Max, please. He's walking to his park. Oh, worm. <laughs> Wait, what? so what the fuck is the weirdest thing you ate then? Um, is it the whale? I've, well, I've eaten whale, which is illegal in a lot of places. I ate whale when I lived in Iceland, actually. Whoa. <laughs> and it's very chewy. That's mostly what yep. I remember. I was younger then. I've also eaten a <laughs> chicken heart at a Brazilian restaurant. It was also very chewy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Here's a fun thing about food for you, real fast. If it's a muscle that gets used a lot, then it's going to be hella chewy. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> it was very small and very chewy. Uh, yes it, it was okay <laughs> would you eat again sure it didn't blow me away <laughs> I, I, all i remember was it was chewy i was like 11 <laughs> I, interesting this interesting been, yeah, this has been the chewy portion of the, podcast. <laughs> the chewy portion of the podcast <laughs> okay yeah. if anyone before, forgot we do talk about um fake news articles That's oh true. we do <laughs> article number so, four what is it Classic and classic me fashion. Scientists prove vampire squirrels of Borneo have fluffiest tails in the world. Hmm. Vampire squirrels are a thing. 
You can find them in Borneo, and they sound absolutely terrifying. Native Dayak hunters in the hilly jungles of Borneo say that these killer rodents stalk their prey, usually small deer called munche, from low-hanging tree branches. Once a tasty creature foolishly wanders beneath them, they say the squirrels jump down, rip away at their jugular veins, and then feast on the beast's internal organs. Holy crap. This is all according to um, a scientific paper published by uh, teenager Emily Majard, who attends the British International School in Jakarta, who wrote it with her parents, who are both scientists. In their paper on the innocent-sounding tufted ground squirrel, the trio writes, Dayak hunters sometimes find these disemboweled deer in the forests, none of the flesh-eaten, which to them is a clear sign of a squirrel kill. In villages close to the forest edge, there are also accounts of the squirrel killing domestic chickens and eating the heart and liver only. With this data, Emily was able to analyze the squirrel's physical features and come to an incredible conclusion. The tufted ground squirrel has the fluffiest tail of any mammal relative to its body size. In fact, its tail is 30% larger in volume than its own body. Why would nature bestow such an outrageously fluffy tail on the vampire squirrel? The paper speculates that might be an anti-predator mechanism. And that's the gist of it. Marks, I'm I going to yeah, go, yeah, go, go to ahead, you, Marks, because you had the, the most wonderful facial expressions. What was your mind, what were you thinking as you were hearing this article? Yeah, I feel like I went a lot of places in reading this. <laughs> I jumped okay. around a little. There was a lot of disembowelment. It was, it was a little bit of a journey. So you know what happened? When God was creating this vampire squirrel, he was just like, <laughs> listen, this squirrel is going to fuck people up. Um, you know, we've talked about the war on squirrels before on this podcast, yes, but God was just like, I need to give the squirrels a chance. These squirrels are going to fuck people up. And then when he was like putting all the squirrel parts together and whatnot, he was like, you know, it's going to be really funny. Let's give it just like the best fluffiest tail out there. And then no one will think of anything as, as it devours you and pulls out your internal <laughs> organs and consumes them. Yeah, let's put the fluffiest tail on it because it's cute. All right, here we go. Packaged and down to earth. All right. Fantastic. Go wreak me habit, my fuzzy friends. All right. Well, and that's how that happened, right? Well, first of all, I need to start reading my Bible more because I'm learning a lot that I have not read before. In these past, <laughs> yeah, this, it's this actually it's a long. common mis it's a common misconception that he rested on the seventh day. That's actually, <laughs> yeah, that's actually, that's just like a Bible emphasis. He actually, that was his day to like take care of all the little details. He like had a couple beers, sat back, and he's like, it's resting technically, but he also made like vampire squirrels. All right, I'll, I'll look into that one. Number two, uh, number two, how does, so how, is there like a squirrel expert? That grabs five squirrels and just judges them and touches the tails and determines, okay, this one's the fluffiest tail. Like, who, who makes that ruling? I mean, what I, is I imagine the you criteria just measure for a the fluffiest. Uh, well, like, what's in, the criteria? In this criteria, the, their tail is technically thirty percent larger than their body. But that does that? Oh, damn, that's big. But does that does that make it the fluffiest? In Okay, if like arguably fluffiest, maybe not. But yeah, you it, could it's argue subjective, that. Subjective though, like who, like this, this Sure, but girl... in the subjective argument that fluffiness is based on body size, you could say yeah. All right, I, I can't argue that point. But if I see a squirrel in my neighborhood, I think, damn, sure. that has the fluffiest tail of all time. Like, who am I to say I'm wrong? Who's anyone to say I'm wrong? 
you know, guys, I think we have. I think I thought of the best solution in order to determine what the fluffiest squirrel tail is. We do it squirrel royale style. We throw all oh, okay. like one like representative this. of each squirrel into a ring, and is then if like they really do have, a, if they have the fluffiest tail, they will survive. No, no, wait, this is a bad idea. Actually, no, no, no. I like this. I, I like this. Squirrels gonna fuck them all up. No, I like this. I like this battle royale of squirrels where they just start tossing <laughs> each other out the ring or disembowel each other until we have the last squirrel standing. And then they become, I mean, and then he becomes the Uber Squirrel. Yeah, that, that way it wins squirrel. on all sorts of fronts. You know, we don't need just the fluffiest tail here. We need like the apex predator of squirrels. Here. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, yeah, especially ones that disembowel chickens. But to, Jesus to Christ. counter counter your point, David, I don't think you've measured a squirrel before. You got me, Max. You got me. <laughs> Thank I, you. I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought won. I was gonna get. I thought I was gonna get that by you, but man, you 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 sniffed me out, dude. You're, you're, like, you're the detective of this group. If right you here. if you think that I have a better point than Dave, please like, subscribe, and comment below. He's right. I, he's right. I'm sorry. I, I thought I, I never. I was able to get it by Marcus. But I wasn't able to get it by you, man. So. Come on, come on, buddy. Getting things by Marks is the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so, okay, you know, we, we've done a little bit of on-the-ground experimentation, but Dave, I think you need to go out there and catch a squirrel now and measure its tail Before size. I bring, catch this. Bring your ruler. <laughs> yeah. Before and I a protractor, too. Before I catch that squirrel, Max, why don't you give us a rundown of the four articles first? <laughs> all right. Article number one. Plan to save an endangered frog in Puerto Rico involves barking at it to make it pee. Article number two. Scientists successfully teach gorilla it will die someday. Article number three. Scientists create peanut butter and jellyfish because they can. And article number four. Scientists prove vampire squirrels of Borneo have fluffiest tails in the world. Marks and Dave. All right. Discuss. I, I have my pick. Do you have your pick? I'm down to two. Um, okay. Uh, well, I'll just say this. I think the first one and the fourth one are true. Uh, yeah, I can agree with that. <laughs> I, I'm i either going with... Uh, I'll tell you what. I'm 80-20. Uh, I'm 80% sure it's Quigley, the, the gorilla. <laughs> yeah. As, as much as I want Quigley to be true, just so that we can actually reach out to these scientists and be like... Yo, man, why? <laughs> the only thing uh, that may have given me sense of, okay, this could be true, is Max said there's a video involved. But I remember one time where I did an article and there was a video, but it was a, it was a hoax. It fooled everybody. It was fake news. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't Terrible see thing. why. I don't see why. I, I, I mean, I do see why because scientists are horrible people. Um, well, all right. <laughs> I mean, look, it, you're wasting time if you're if you're doing this, okay? Like, I read an article that they were putting like little goggles on like chameleons or something like that. Do we uh, cover that in like episode four? <laughs> or something like that. Wait, um, I I do have a slight problem. So Dave's reason that the article's false is because he thinks that it's a waste of time. Yeah. Yes. Marks, as a slightly scientific person yourself, do you think? That teaching an animal of their mor- mortality is a waste of time. Yes. Really? That's why I'm hung up on this. 
because if you're doing proper, like if you're doing like animal science, mm-hmm. um, if you're okay, if you're going to teach an animal that it's going to die one day on and it's mortal and it's going to just like end its life, then that is some philosophical social science bullshit, not science. But isn't, um, it like a, isn't it a, like concepting like yourself as a being? Like obviously animals understand that others die. <laughs> That's true. But that's more in the realm of philosophical, like, thought, which Mm -hmm. you wouldn't conduct at a zoo. (laughs) Because if you were to, like, if you have a a gorilla, right? You're trying to, like, teach it sign language or whatever. If it's at a zoo, too, you're, like, teaching this gorilla, blah, 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 blah. Scientists, generally speaking, would be a lot more interested in trying to teach it, like, more, like, concrete skills, as opposed to building off the language course. Because if you look at the brain, right, there's the analytical mm-hmm. side, and then there's the like creative side of the brain, right? If it knows language already, then that means that the creative side is working, but learning a sense of self is like five steps above language. And then at that point, you would wanna work on the other side of the brain in order to assess whether or not the, the animal would be good at some of the basic levels so that that way we have like a baseline. You wouldn't jump the gun and go right to, hey, gorilla, you go and die one day. <laughs> you got to like build up to that, you know? And so that's why I think this is false. Yeah, I, I have to, uh, just to like, obviously the article's not that long, but um, yeah. I will counter that Quigley, it's noted that he has worked with a number of scientist groups before. Okay. And there's nowhere that says he's in a zoo. Okay. All right. Uh, by the way, the, the article I mentioned, I was doing research on it. Uh, scientists put 3D glasses on cuttlefish and showed them film clips. The results were surprising. So that's the one I was yes. referring to. Um, I did we like definitely we, covered that on an early I, I episode, like I think. Did. I feel like we did. Yeah. But look, yeah. Um, to for my answer for sure to go wrong, my final answer is Quigley. And hopefully he... He, hopefully he did not realize he's going to die. Max is smiling you know, already. I feel like he's trying to... I feel like Max tricked me because he just smiled. Thinking I did not. I, I saw you smile. You I, I saw you smile. smile. Look, I'm already digging my grave. So if I'm wrong, I'm going to stick with it. So I'm sticking with Quigley. You know, I threw so much, like, bullshit into my argument. I don't even know if it's relatively true, but I was trying to make it true. So I'm hashtag Team Quigley, too. All right, team hashtag Team okay. Quigley. All right, now that everyone's locked in, I can turn my video we're, back on. We're locked I in. I yeah. feel like we're wrong because Max was like, yeah, I got him. So Dave, we're riding this straight to wherever uh, Moses had to yell at the ocean to part. <laughs> Mood at the ocean, sorry. That's right, Moo. All right, go ahead. Okay, good job. You both have picked one article. Moses just moving out of the sea, and then it starts moving. He's like, oh, shit. The ocean's like, oh, I, did, I, did, I didn't even go all the way through the other animals yet. <laughs> wow, you can getting all the Bible stories wrong now. <laughs> Plan. Okay, let's go through the articles. Plan to save an endangered frog in Puerto Rico involves barking at it to make it pee. Is true. Yeah, figured. And scientists prove vampire squirrels of Borneo have fluffiest tails in the world. Is also true. Okay. How the fuck did someone get a publication out of this? I'm upset. I don't know. <laughs> They're just right, very so fluffy moment tails. Of, moment of truth. Oh, well, do you guys want to hear the true or fake article first? Surprises. Hey, you sound like me. 
Marks, <laughs> you don't like surprises. You have to have an objective answer here. You're boring enough to go with one of the two. Oh what do you wow. think? Wow, just call it me out. Give us the true article first. <laughs> the true article. Oh, boy. Scientists create peanut butter and jellyfish because they can Ooh, is true. Yes. Both Ooh. of you are correct. Scientists successfully teach a gorilla it will die someday is false. Alright, thank god. Dave, I'm not gonna lie, I probably sounded super smart when I was making my argument. I was pulling shit out of my butt, much like a magician would, you know? That's right. Now Gandalf will be very upset at you. <laughs> yeah, sorry, at that Gandalf. point, I'm confused why you would, because the only thing is that I could go extremely wrong for you. <laughs> like, you could just say, I think this is it. And choose it, <laughs> but instead you decide to lay out this entire argument that doesn't help you. Like you're not trying to convince anyone. <laughs> it, it sounded intelligent, and I was like, okay, he has a degree. I guess it sounds right. So yeah, why not? I'm going. Listen, half of the time, it. half of the time, I'm just setting myself up to absolutely burn out like crazy. Because if I was wrong on this one after saying all that shit, oh boy. <laughs> Well, Mark, but, Mark, hey, Dave. Congratulations, Marks. Yeah, congrats to you too. Congratulations, both of you. Wow, wow. This is like the first time Max has congratulated me on the podcast. Take that in for a second. Uh, I congratulate Dave on most podcasts, I feel. No, like. I am aware. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, the listener, so much for tuning in to this episode of Absurdist News. If you enjoyed this, then consider following, subscribing, doing all of that fun stuff, as Max said at the beginning of this episode, when he literally staged a coup against me. Comment below. <laughs> Don't do that if you're like running or driving or something. Absurdist if News you now did... 200% more car crashes. <laughs> Shit. Um, if you think you know a friend who might also enjoy this type of podcast, then uh, holla at them. Tell them to uh, listen to an episode. As a matter of fact, we do absurdist briefs every Saturday. And the big thing right now is I've noticed our numbers are starting to go up a little bit. So you guys have been telling other people. And thank you for that because we're getting new listeners because of it. And honestly, we've put a lot of time in reshaping absurdist news, trying to make it the best product it is. And it's very rewarding seeing those numbers go up. So thank you very much. Eventually, we'll get in the algorithms, then you don't have to say anything anymore. Dude, once so we're think in the of it algorithms... as like a necessary evil for like a year or two. <laughs> I was going to say, this is like the investing phase, you know, because then you can be like, I'm a hashtag absurdist hipster. What's up? <laughs> we'll send you a t shirt when we have t shirts. <laughs> <laughs> You're making more promises than I was willing to make, but all right, Max, I guess that's where we're at. Max does that sometimes. <laughs> Um, otherwise, you can find us on Twitter. We're at Absurdist underscore news. There might be a poll on there. We do a lot of polls. Uh, I think we're probably going to do one about the brief that's going to be published on Saturday, which is about wizards. Who's your favorite wizard? You should uh, check out our Twitter and you can vote. Is it Harry Potter? Is it Gandalf? Is it Merlin? Or is it Yensid? Is that <laughs> correct? Yensid. 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 Yeah, yes. Here, listen to this uh, Saturday. I think it's a Saturday, right? Listen. Yeah, it should be Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, listen to the Saturday to figure it out. So the family favorite Yensid is going to take the crown. Just you watch. I'm calling it now. Um, <laughs> Maybe we could put other just in case. No, but then that's like literally every other magician. That's not fair. Well, what and if, if someone you likes that? tell one person about absurdist news, you'll get a free subscription to our eventual OnlyFans. So please <laughs> what are we our only tell fans? everyone about absurdist news. 
Are we going to have to take scandalous photos? I'm not ready I'm for not that. I'm not taking that. All right, I'm out. Okay, we have determined that Marks and Dave do not care about the podcast. <laughs> Correct. All right, you take the photos and we'll make this happen, Max. But okay, that's going to do it for us here on this episode of Absurdist News. So thank you so much for tuning in once again. I'm Marks. I'm Max. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next Wednesday for a full episode of Absurdist News. See you then. Comment below.